Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I'm here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Migas, as well as PC World and Mac World's Michael Simon. Google and Apple recently delivered the API for their contact tracing app to public health authorities. But how likely is it that this is going to make a meaningful difference in identifying and stopping the spread of COVID-19? Stick around. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me. So uh, as I mentioned, you know, before we started recording this, uh, I actually have a video that I will link below that I sort of covered the privacy implications of an app that would ping you if you have been exposed to someone who has been diagnosed with COVID-19. So the way that this app would work, and it's important to note that it's not just one app, each public health authority is going to develop their own app based off of the API that Google and Apple delivered. It's There are some privacy concerns and that could lead to people nece not necessarily installing it. So that's pretty much issue number one, but I'm curious about, first of all, your thoughts, and second of all, this is a pretty historic moment that Google and Apple are working together in a really big way. So I'd also like to hear your thoughts on that. So Ken, let's go with you. Sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting uh, that this API is now out, you know, and you do make a point. It is a historic moment for Apple and Google. Of course, it's a historic moment for all of us as we live through this pandemic. Uh, when it comes to using the API and, and, and public health agencies that have asked about it. I think there have been three states so far, Nebraska, South Carolina, and one more that, that's asked about uh, using it. You know, the concern that I have is you can put all the technology out there that you want. And if you've got this fractured sort of approach to dealing with the pandemic, you know, aside from privacy there, you, you're going to have multiple public health agencies that are sort, sort of setting up their own uh, contact tracing systems. You're going to have the natural reluctance of people to just stick something on their phone. Uh, you're going to have people who may not believe that the pandemic is real. And, uh, you know, Juliet, as we were talking before we started recording, that the main issue here is that if you don't get, I think, 60 percent, uh, you know, uh, of users using this, I mean, this, this let's say everybody with a, a mobile, a, a smartphone actually downloads and is using this, not everybody has a smartphone, you know? And so you're, there's gonna be a certain percentage that's left out anyway. So I think it's great that Google and Apple are working together to try to do something like this. But, you know, my concern is that we're gonna wind up with this sort of Swiss cheese kind of contact tracing system where some places it's maybe, you know, heavily used and other places it won't be used at all. And as we know, as we've seen with the pandemic, it, it doesn't respect boundaries. So just because you're not using it doesn't mean you're not in danger. I don't know, Mike, do you, do, you, do you disagree or do you see it sort of the same way? What, what do you think? Yeah, and it's not really a disagreement, but um, I mean, theoretically, the way it would work is you wouldn't necessarily need to have a smartphone to benefit from the results. If enough people are using it, we would know, or the, the, the health officials in your state would know at this time and in this place, if you were there, you likely were possibly exposed to coronavirus and you should quarantine yourself for and they could publish that on a website they can publish that in a newspaper you know if you were at the big y supermarket at 115 on friday you know get checked yeah. because somebody in that store at that time had it now as far as the privacy impl implications go maybe I'm, I'm real pollyanna about this but i don't really see any 
it's all anonym it's all anonymized like apple or google doesn't know where you were they know this string of numbers that represent a person which are also updated and changed on a regular basis so like what my the number today is going to be different tomorrow so there's very little way unless someone is is extraordinarily meticulously calculating and tracking all of these things behind the scenes which is i mean like 99.99% unlikely to happen it's it's a public service app where i would know at this time if i was in a certain location this person that was also in that same location at the same time as me tested positive at some point i mean yes you can put on your tin foil hat and extrapolate this and say well it's all a it's all a way to track and sell phones and blah. i honestly think that google and apple here are being as altruistic as they can they developed this separate from any kind of government mandate they did it together in partnership which you know we know i wouldn't call them enemies but they certainly aren't friends and they did it relatively quickly i mean it's been about what 6 weeks since we we first heard that they were working on it and now it's here now i was reading on twitter yesterday of course as i do and people were saying how dare you push this update to my phone that turns on tracking and and uh, and you know on because if you have automatic updates on it automatically updated overnight if your phone is plugged in that didn't happen nothing is tracking anything right now anywhere All this is is it it enables health departments in your state to develop an app that hooks up to your phone and allows this to work. And secondly, it's off by default. So nothing is working. Nothing is tracking. No information is being sent anywhere. It's complete and total misinformation. So yep. your privacy right now is 100% solid. Mhm. I, I I do think sorry I've got a dog in my lap. Uh I do think the issue here around privacy is not so much legitimate. I don't think there are privacy concerns. I think it's it it is the tin foil hat conspiracy sort of uh you know feelings of users that they're being tracked. And yeah. you know every time you add something like okay it's not automatically downloaded to your phone that makes sense but you know you all right so you're going to have to get an app from like the state health department uh C- CDC uh the NHS in the UK something like that then you have to turn it on every time you take one of those steps you're adding another grain of sand into the gears of of getting as many people as possible on the system that doesn't mean that people won't necessarily jump through the i mean they're very minimal hoops i'm not saying they're really you know these these should not stop anybody from uh you know opting into the system but i think just natural human you know human nature uh every time something somebody has to click something turn on something download something it's just one more step that sort of you know filters out a few more people and i just think it's going to be tough and also i you know if i if i'm understanding this correctly this even you know with this api out now and public health agencies starting to integrate it it's going to be into the year maybe into 2021 before enough people would have it to to make a difference so yes important everybody should i think you know based on what i know use it but we're talking 6 months or more out before yeah, it can yeah. really things, be useful things and, happen slowly in bureaucracy we we all know that and you know the local governments are all involved in all this because they have to because they have to there's there's going to be one app per state it's not going to be your town has one and the next town over has a different one and yeah they have to figure out who is making it and how they're making it and works with it and and hopefully it works and there's a lot a lot of uh, steps here mm-hmm. it would be great if apple could push an app but that's never going to happen 
because some states are going to sign on, some states can't, won't, don't want to, don't understand it, blah, blah, blah. It's never going to work. So it has to be local. And, you know, as we've seen, some states will jump on it and do it and other states won't. Some states can afford to do it. Other states can't. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. My and concern to- too is that people, oh, go ahead, Juliet. Um, just to clear up exactly like sort of how the app itself works, Mike, you um, made a point that it is anonymized data and it's not GPS data. So it's, I mean, it's Bluetooth data. So instead of, you know, I, I go to the grocery store and I send out and then later I get my test results back from my doctor and I'm able to confirm, yes, I was diagnosed with COVID-19. I can go into the app, say, okay, you know, send out a push to anyone who came within contact of my phone with like, I think it's like six and a half feet is the distance. It's it's all local. It's local, localized data. Yeah. It's all Bluetooth. It's not, it won't be, you won't get a push notification to your phone that says, hey, someone at Trader Joe's, when you went on Monday was diagnosed with COVID-19, it'll say, you know, at some point you were within six feet of someone. And okay, exactly if, the only, right. if the only place you went was Trader Joe's, obviously that makes it pretty easy to identify, you know, where you came into contact with that person. But, you know, you don't know if you were in the cheese aisle or if you were in the cereal aisle. It's, right. it's, it's right. pretty anonymized. And you yeah. can you also made a good point about rollout. It's going to take a while. And I think that's why sort of adds a bit of a layer perhaps of criticism that you know contract tracing is something that we need now it's widely seen by public health authorities as the necessary step to or the necessary next step to reopening a lot of states because you need a really sophisticated and effective way to track and trace every single time that someone who was diagnosed with COVID-19 has been in contact with someone. So this is sort of like the tech answer to it. And I noticed that instead of calling it contact tracing, they're now calling it exposure notification because I think it seems that especially state health departments and some states are at the forefront of this more than others. I mean, Massachusetts for one, I think California, I wanna say Illinois, Georgia are some of the other ones that are rolling out human contact tracing where instead of an app, it's I'm in contact with my local health department and they are asking me the names and numbers of the people that I've come into contact with. And when they reach out to that, those people and say, hey, you came into contact with someone with COVID-19, and they are offering not just that exposure notification that an app would, but they're also offering resources, next steps, what to do. So it's sort of that person-to-person contact seems like it's the next step of contact tracing. So it'll be interesting to see once the app is actually released, how effective it will be. and what kind of use there is for it if some states don't already have a robust human tracing program. Yeah, you know, and this sort of plays on the point I was going to make, which is that to fight something like this, you really do need a comprehensive effort top to bottom and a consistent message. And I I think that's something we have not seen worldwide, either here in the U.S. and other countries where, uh, you know, my concern is that you're going to have people uh, who take an app uh, you know, whether it's a notification app, which is a good thing, or a tracing app, which is a bad thing, but who will take it, you know, about as seriously as they take wearing masks. I mean, in the few times that I've been out to the store, you know, most people are wearing masks, but even now I'm seeing people out who, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, you don't care about yourself. You clearly don't care about people around you enough to even wear a mask. Are you, and, you know, and unfortunately the people who may be more likely to come into contact with someone with coronavirus 
are are the very people who might be likely to opt out or not take part in something like this. That's my fear. I don't know. I shouldn't generalize, but you know, there seems to be sort of a very um, uh, laissez-faire attitude toward dealing with this. And this, you know, and again, it, it does go back to inconsistent messaging about masks and contact tracing slash notifications slash privacy. And, you know, so, and, and then again, the time, time constraints or the, the fact that it's going to take so long to roll it out. It's a good thing. You know, I do think it is, it actually says a lot about where we are that Google and Apple, you know, join forces here to, to come up with something that works across, uh, you know, across their devices and their systems. I, I think that that's the first time something like that's happened, right, Mike? I mean, as far as I know, Google has lots of apps in the app store and things work and, you know, you have third-party keyboard, a Gboard is on the iPhone. Like they are in the sense that they use their APIs to, to work on each other's platforms. I can't think of another, certainly not an effort this large. You know, this is a global effort where they clearly um, were in close contact with each other and working on this and to, to get it out quickly. Um, so yeah, I can't think of another, certainly not um, recently where they've uh, they've done anything this 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 major and on, on this scale. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine them doing it again, short of some other you know uh, crisis that uh, threatens the world. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, they are, as you say, they're not exactly they're not even really frenemies. They'll you know, but uh, but they are the big league players, and they did step yeah. up here. I think. Yeah, right. I mean, they, they, they have their they have their issues and they have their um, um, their competing platforms. I mean, in a, in, a, in, a, in a perfect world, they could be, you know, partners in a lot on, on a lot of different areas. And, you know, maybe this will open up lines of communication and, and lines for future development. But, you know, as you say, you know, all these companies, they're all competing for the same dollars. And that's ultimately what matters. So. I can't imagine that we'll see a, 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 an Apple powered pixel phone at some point in the future uh, <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I want an Android powered iPhone. <laughs> and important to note too, just to give a little background on how, like why it's so important that Apple and Google are teaming up. I mean, to state perhaps the obvious it's because on previous apps, you didn't necessarily have that built in interoperability. I hope I said that right. It's a hard one. Um, between Android and iOS. Hmm? I said it sounded sound good to me. Awesome. Yeah. So you didn't you don't necessarily have that interoperability between iOS and Android because I mean by the nature of the fact that you know one's Google, one's Apple. So on previous iterations of contact tracing apps or exposure notification apps that um, other states in the US and even other countries around the world have rolled out, you didn't have that ability. So the big the big reason why Apple and Google have teamed up together is so if I'm in the grocery store and the person you know next to me in the milk aisle has an Android, our phones are still talking to each other. It's not dependent on you know my iPhone's only talking to other iPhones and their Android's only talking to other Androids. And yeah, you know you, you can also argue. Go for it, Mike. I was going to say you can uh, to to that point. You can also argue that. Apple and Google are protecting your privacy more than they're hurting it in the sense that if you type in COVID-19 tracking or tracing into the app store and you get a hundred different results, you don't know what those apps are doing. So they're essentially shutting down that kind of cottage industry of who knows what tracing apps in favor of one 
app that's going to do everything that you need it or want it to do. Also, Whether or not we too, ever get it is another question. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I do think too here that uh, the fact that and that uh, Google and Apple are working together, you know, Apple does have a reputation which it has played up, but I think is legit uh, for being privacy focused. Uh, Google has less of a reputation around privacy when it comes to sharing data and collecting data. They, they've gotten so, stronger with it, but yeah, they have, they have. But I mean, just relative to each other, um, and I do think that. Uh, you know, that plays to the strengths of both of the companies here, which is basically uh, Google saying, you know, Apple's working with us, you know, they have a good reputation for privacy, maybe you're a little concerned about us, but you trust Apple more. Uh, and Apple can, you know, can say, Android is everywhere, you know, we're reaching a much bigger group of people right. worldwide than we would if we just did this on our own. Uh, I mean, coronavirus is not an Apple thing or an Android thing. It's, uh, yeah. Illness. And, and it's clear that this isn't a, this isn't a vehicle to cell phones. This is a vehicle to keep people safe and end this thing so we can get back to our normal lives. And you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are getting the wrong information or don't believe the information they're getting. And none of this is going to work, and none of it is going to be useful unless people, you know, understand that this is a serious issue. There are no cures for it. There's no vaccine yet. So the only way to stop it is to know if you were in contact with someone who had it, get tested, and if positive quarantine for two to three weeks, that's it. That's the only way. And wash your damn hands. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I talk to my son about this all the time because, you know, like he'll go outside and come back in. I say, wash your hands. He goes, oh, I just did. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you don't understand. I'm like, this is it. This one thing that we can do for sure to keep us safe is to wash our hands. That's it. So- do it. You know, it's, 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 it's as, and until we get to that point where we have a vaccine, which could take months, maybe even over a year still, we know what to do. If you go out, wear a mask, wash your hands. And if the app comes, install it <laughs> and well, you, you, you'll be better off for it. And everyone around you will be. You make, you make the point, and, and maybe this is the best way to wrap it up, which is that, you know, technology can deliver the, the tools which clearly Apple and Google have done, as you as you note, in six weeks, which is pretty quick. But it's up to people to actually use them. Yeah. And, you know, and, and not, not spread information that they're trying to use this as a tool to, to, to get all your information. That's not misinformation what's happening here. Yes, <laughs> yes. Agreed. Yeah. So the tool's there. Yeah. We've got to see if people use it now. Yeah, exactly. We probably won't have that great of an idea of how effective they are until the public health agencies in each state country start releasing and deploying these apps. And I think then we'll have a better idea. Once we do have a better idea, this seems like a great topic to revisit. So we'll have you guys back on to chat about it. But otherwise, thank you both so much. My, my hair will be down to my knees by that point. <laughs> Mine too at this point. <laughs> all right, well, thank you both so much for calling in and talking all about exposure, exposure notification. Exposure, interoperability, I can't say anything today. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Hit the bell notification to be notified every time we post a new video. If you have any comments, questions, concerns about um, a contact tracing app, let me know below and I'll get back to you. Thanks again so much for watching and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.